Christianus, A Story of Antioch by Handley Mole Read for LibriVox.org by In the Desert The spirit of him who raised his Christ again, here in this quiet bower of life, not death, a season till the flame of day is gone, rest with thy grandsire, my Theodotus, my child, my joy, my own, and let the old man, here, even here, converse with thee apart of their immortal hope, and thine, and mine. It was the saint Apelles with the son of Nymphas, his slain son, whom once the sword of persecuting Nero struck by night, flying from Antioch with his wife, his boy, and grey-haired parents, by the winding gleam of their Orontes, while the starry fields shone through the spires of Cyprus, and far off the shout of Christian death rose on the wind. They sought Seleucia's haven, but in vain. Nymphus and that fair partner of his faith, his radiant Ariadne, with one cry, together in the ambush passed to life, and blessed Persis with them, she whose love, a mother's love and glorified from heaven, now thither with her conquering children flew. But the worn grandsire and the helpless boy, struck also as for death, yet lived, and soon the trembling church, by stealth upon their track, threading the coastward paths, there found in time the breathing child, still clasped by breathing love. And one they bore away and tended long, in the deep-caverned mountains near the clouds, till some uncertain peace had risen again. And the other, young and fair, an orphan saint, they wafted, waiting long a friendly sail, to Cyprian Salamis across the wave. Now years had rolled, and from that other shore, Theodotus, a youthful presbyter, on errands of the church at length returned to Antioch, and Apelles and the graves, nameless but unforgotten of the blessed, three flowery mounts concealed amidst the wood, far from the imperial highway, yet from whence the parted leafage oped a prospect long, up that renowned vale wherein the queen of Syrian cities with one precinct huge of sombre ramparts heaped on field and hill guarded her marble glories, courts and towers, a fourfold labyrinth, town linked with town. So to those graves Apelles, white with years, fourscore and ten, had led his grandson on, and bade him there repose, the western sun, low in the summer heavens, purpled the crest, of seaward Corypheus, and with lines of slanting shadow, limning marked the streets of Antioch, and her squares and colonnades, and temples on the side of Silpius piled. The youth began, What sweeter rest than this, here in this bower of everlasting rest, beneath you restful havens, watching thy face, where rest perpetual after tempest reigns, to list thee speak of him who is our rest, knowing with joy profound that I with thee in the same truth at the same cross have rest. Ah, once, when first the agony of growth began within my soul, ere yet by grace our Lord attuned all discords to his word, dark fears beset me that my inmost self must suffer dislocation from the faith given to the saints, to thee, to those at rest. 
now now amidst immeasurable change of outward things and in the mind's deep world i grasp this point of fixity the lord thou art in him i also all thy hope hangs on his cross propitiatory so mine we rest and move together i with thee and thou o father of my father thou none other for our all is gone before canst tell me of that glorious past the days of the first gospel word and earliest faith in them and thee my father speaks no more nor she who answered my unconscious smiles and is thy part thus happy the elder said in this calm hour my child sure mine is yet happier or what can match an old man's bliss who marks the eternal grace above our will still working in the wills that are to toil when ours shall rest for ever but now hear and answer if men chance to ask my son what art thou what theodotus broke in what father but a christian i am a man a greek a presbyter but these to me seem less of the true self nay even the sound theodotus seems less of the true self than this all-sacred name which comes direct from him who saved me i the grandsire said it is a worthy name and yet the world once laughed around it with hilarious scorn now fears it as some spectral monster seen in the black evening sky above the towers of a beleaguered city soon to fall we my beloved thou and i to-day conversing here in love yet by the world are counted worse in purpose than the wretch who wets his dagger in the forest cave haters of humankind followers of one who hated it before us for the truth replied theodotus the eternal love bids us not seemingly but in pure truth love humankind and therefore warn the man of his own evil and that second death undying so the man mislikes the love which yet through him who loved us is in truth yes even the votaries of yon shrine of sin yon myrtle buried daphne whence even now in face of day the din of shameless shame goes up along the vale are yet to us more pitiable than loathsome yet the world hates us and fears now as the young man spoke of that far famous daphne and the voice of soft luxurious sin which frequent thence men heard and called it the deep bower of joy apelles for a while in thoughts remote kept silence seeing things that were no more then thus resumed our name in every land since nero kindled rome has been a sound of formidable evil but of old when first amidst the nations and here first in antioch of all cities lips pronounced those syllables a christian the dread word was but the sorry toy of bantering mirth since as my townsfolk ever love to toss from tongue to tongue around their theatre or down the city streets and this concerns thy father and grandfather thou shalt hear so from his breast the old christian with the word drew forth a book a little book but kept with sacred care pure parchment was the scroll on indian ivory wound and ringed with cords of silken purple splendid still in age within in delicate unseals ran inscribed luke's apostolic history done in rome then bought a new-found treasure great of price 
in Antioch by young Nymphus, after death found with his body by Orontes' stream. This now his father opened, till the hand, trembling a little with that ancient grief, stayed on the record of the abundant toil of Barnabas in Antioch, and the friend whom Barnabas, from the Sicilian shore, with news of gospel triumph, and a world just opening to Messiah, led with joy, to teach in Syria, there upon the page. Following that tremulous hand, the young man read, how first in Antioch were the brethren called Christians, and now at length by him that knew, in willing ears the comment should be poured. Thou knowest, beloved, that thy father found, long ere his father the celestial truth, drawn from the mire of this world, from the shades of those Daphnean myrtles blamed by thee, from traps of sensual dalliance and the wiles, as false, as deathful, of the unchastened muse. But I was ever different from my son. Never trod Apollo's labyrinthine grove, nor much saluted the idols, save to shun that foolish cry of atheist, which the mob shout fiercely when a man in mood of thought passes without regard some chiselled stone, Ares or Dionysus, or the limbs of Aphrodite, my supreme delight, was our Hellenic wisdom, and such strains of elder poesy as to my soul seemed not unworthy to preclude the steps of wisdom. Once in Epicurus's train, I walked in thought a while, not asking sloth, nor wholly sensuous pleasures, but repose. Enamoured then of Plato's academe, I mused of universals, and that sphere where in procession long the festal gods ascending gaze at last on things that are. But more and more, for who but feels the stress and tide of thought's contemporary, the school of now prevailing science, the sage heirs of stoic Zeno drew me, and I bowed, low in a proud submission to his fate, all ruling fate, whose circling ocean wafts each individual being, gods alike and godlike man, to where in the end is found, in still absorption, or one final flame, repose ineffable without a wave. All elements of weary self emerged into the eternal all, which thus to each must in the course of restless aeons prove their Lethe and Elysium both in one. So reasoned I, so chose, and felt a power peculiar from that doctrine on my soul, fit for my place in time this waning age. For sure it wanes, Theodotus, the muse and freedom both grow silent, only now a better morning shines, a fadeless spring, life even for this world in the eternal name. My blessed Nymphus often, strong in thought, stronger in heaven-born love, and oft with him thy mother Ariadne, sacred soul, templed in form most beautiful, essayed with reverent influences manifold, to allure me to the Lord. But twas lost pains, I saw the unearthly fairness of their lives, and watched them walk in meekness, yet on heights of serene virtue and self-conquering will, which never Zeno touched, nor all the school, with all our rigour. But I saw with eyes that only saw, nor ever filled with drops of self-accusing conscience, for my world was in itself complete, to me the verse of Homer and the Stoic law were all, my orb of satisfaction, while I mused 
oft through the glowing noon or moonlit hours there in the street of singon in my court where marble muses and my master's brow in marble wavered in the fountain pool reflected and far off the city stirred my persis hearkened better so the all-wise willed ordering all her soul was not like mine self-centred but through tenderest contact with those she loved and whom he made so fair was drawn by grace to him to shine in turn with more than youthful charm of holiest love but the hours flowed under me and moons increased and vanished and meanwhile the gospel grew and he all blessed paul by me unseen in that same street a furlong up the hill now taught the word yet still i read and mused and went the round of civic life and felt what seemed a deepening calm the pantheist hope total annihilation but i veiled the abhorrent word in phrases where the self lurked self-alluding though it seemed to die but now at last i went all force and will thy father with me to that upper room and why so went it was the word of scorn the shout of christian that impelled me there and thus it fell one certain day the lords but not the lords to me about mid-morn unusual tumult roared along the street before my gateway and i rose to see low men and stripling lads and children small and dissolute women with a ribald band of altar-priests from daphne and then last three beardless tribunes of the garrison went by in thick disorder swift or slow with shrieking laughter and lascivious songs and cry that answered cry but over all the romans pealed a word to me unknown christianus christianus and a stave not of pindaric mood went up the while in high contempt of fools who must needs climb and hunt above the clouds to find their king but dropped with oil who once from pilate's cross flew up aloft to where the bubbles fly then thundering came again the word of scorn christianus christianus so they passed and i forth looking from the gateway saw in front half hidden by the following rout what moved their music twas my son my own just then returning from the place of prayer to where far distant near the northern walls his ariadne waited in their home i saw him pass with unaverted face out of the street of singon into that named of tiberius and the scene was o'er but ever and anon a fitful shout remote and yet remoter dissonant with songs and laughter reached me from below now grace in all its ways is wonderful most wonderful to me for i that hour reasoning on links of fate had seemed to climb far into spheres of sad serenity whence vain indeed and trivial past all thought appeared the momentary cares of men then came that hideous clamour foul obscene worthy in itself of infinite contempt yet here the anguish touched me strong to pierce with cruel stings the pure soul of a man dear to me my begotten straight the calm of zeno fled within me wrathful will woke after many a tranquil year again and pacing through the house i made resolve indignant that myself would hear and soon and that with open mind what nymphus held for reason and those wretches made their song so thought i then of them so spoke not now 
for for such also God's own son was slain. After three days, when evening shades lay long, I went to hearken, leaning as I went, on his dear hand, few paces, and we reached, up the steep street, hard by the theatre porch, the house where Cyrenian Lucius dwelt, a low-browed house but large, and from the court a broad stair mounted to the gallery, whence through the open doors I first beheld that holy chamber, birthplace of my soul. The courtyard murmured with the entering throng, the stairway sounded with ascending feet, and listening ranks now darkened all the floor. Simeon among the presbyters was there, and stately Manaean ruled the ordered prayers, and one arose and read from Moses first, then from the prophets, for in those old days we had not yet the gospel, nor the page of blessed oraculous letter, but himself was there, his own epistle, holy Paul, now risen in act to speak, his stature low, beyond example, but upon his face a more than philosophic light untold, of power and loftiest love was seen by all, abiding and with dignity supreme, perpetual changes mingled, as the soul acted intense within, his utterance flagged at times, as broken by some hidden pang, nor ever flowed abundant, nor with flowers, cared he to colour his high argument." but all his speech was thought, his glances speech. I sat entranced, held captive in those years, thou knowest not seldom in the assemblies rose voices of sudden prophecy, strange sounds of mystic meaning, but that night was none. So willed my Saviour merciful, for I asked then for only reason, and that choice was all of grace. So Paul, by guiding grace, showed me that hour the reason of our hope not in the method of the schools though skilled as many an after hour of colloquy apprised me in our logic and all forms of strictest inference but his talk that night was of things done historic the long hope of israel that whose like was never known by tiber or elysius or the stream of eldest egypt save when once the tribes heirs of the name of Abraham, pined and toiled around the alien pyramids, and he, their prophet yet to come, amidst the reeds, wailed in his ark upon the weltering flood. So from Chaldean Ur, and that first call, through many a process of recorded time, the apostle tracked the promise, till at last, I hear him speaking yet, he bade unroll the Psalms, and then Isaiah, and recite, where stands mysteriously foretold the Lamb, propitiatory victim slain for sin, yet sinless, dead yet raised in endless life, and how around the nameless man of grief outrageous scorn was heard and hideous mirth, with torturing wounds inflicted while he cried, dread words inscrutable, my God, my God, why hast thou left me? So the scroll was shut, and long the great expositor discoursed of Jesus and his death, and how the cross fulfilled that slow-wrought promise in detail, minutest, but with amplest overflow of majesty and love. Nor ceased he there, but spoke of that third day, and of the proof irrefragable, multifold, profound, of resurrection. Then at length in turn he reasoned high and deep of man, our fall, in Adam, hopeless ruin, from what height, of conscience and of sin and doom to come. Ah, mighty teacher of this darkling soul, how shall I, weak and old, and unlike thee, repeat aright thy message? But what need, 
he held us long the midnight stars were up when forth we came and all the town was still and i full soon alone within my gate sat reasoning as with a new self unknown till in the acanthus leaves the chilly dawn made whispers and the twittering birds began i saw my sin unseen before and there read in one line our pantheist law undone for if sin is that is not and i knew sin how i scarce can tell thee but i knew sin and far opposite meanwhile appeared this strange thing in the universe this power unreckoned by my science this firm shore fixed amidst fluctuations light in dark the prophets and messiah mightiest lines of fact indissoluble bursting through the spectral orbs of stoic destiny and answering all to infinite desires new-born within me now through grace awoke after long slumbers the soul's inbred love of immortality and with it came the conscious thought that not a weary load but bliss supreme it were for i to abide in personality myself so once the self might feed for ever and repose upon the lord of paul the victim slain the king the son the eternal promised christ he nought beside illumined earth and heaven so i were his he mine forgive dear child an old man's wordy memories i compress large changes of the mind into slow words ponderous to utter yet which scarce reveal a partial fragment of realities too swift by far for measurements of time but those were hours immortal for my soul and led to other hours when oft alone with him my teacher my all-blessed saint i oped the anguished conscience and received in all its peace the doctrine of the cross there let me rest o lord for i am thine thus my theodotus the outrageous mirth of voices shouting christian forced my will from zeno and chrysippus to the truth to christ my king nor long and lo the word thus branded on us by the insulting foe we chose and wore it as a crown of praise a new-born nation's dear congenial name for other titles now availed no more from palestinian town or region brought nazareth or galilee in antioch first voices long lingering but at length from heaven had summoned our hellenic souls to grace immediate equal in the realm of god strange truth of untold sweetness though to thee nursed in the church young presbyter the sound is all familiar now but we thy sires first converts once enlightened to full view of guilt we oft remembered what of old we utterly had scorned the jewish threat that only israel should ascend at last to life eternal and escape the pit and inly trembled now lest the holy gate were straitened so indeed but now in him incarnate once of israel yet for us we found our lot in covenant too and called abraham our father blessed straightness this and blessed largeness one hope and for all so on a solemn day in conclave met not without sign celestial they decreed that saints with saints in antioch should no more by other styles be known but always thus christians from christ himself our lord and head our regal priest anointed throned and crowned and well the word beseemed a truth so great as thou canst own my scholar twas a coin whose golden substances all was israel's hope whose legend half of hellas half of rome 
days moved the gusts of windy laughter died and the church grew then came invaders in with alien doctrine from jerusalem hostile to paul his name thou knowest it well their followers yet with glozing lies defame as though he mangled the primeval truth he our authentic messenger from heaven whom i myself in yonder city heard disputant once with cephas and beheld the glorious two before us after pangs and urgency of contest even to tears embrace in one firm clasp of equal faith they long are gone into the ethereal light and gracious barnabas likewise who once with paul on that great journey spirit sent and once alas a lonelier man in grief went in our sight as westward swelled the sail from old orontes o'er the cyprian sea when came the days of terror and rome flamed by caesar's torch not ours the storm of death burst here as in all lands we then recalled our lord and his indulgent warning given flee to another city and made speed by night thou knowest we survive alone yet not alone for christians even below find always brethren still and in their lord are one with those at rest and walk with him thou yet must linger long not i a voice comes often as in those prophetic years not from my thought yet in me and forewarns a sudden passage to the world i love and painful but who fears domitian's gloom and the old neronian edicts still are law our radiant world whose gateway to the soul once looked so darksome i salute thee now far off no more one of our school of old before the angry tyrant made reply my refuge is old age but i will speak rather of youth immortal the new life hidden with christ in god secure above not zeno's goal of hope incites me now nor plato's nor the doleful glooms i dread of homer's underworld existence mere without emotion everlasting cloud my paradise is christ christ is its truth its title and its bliss my saviour christ he with his father light of light divine there only there my blessed ones long gone set their desires and now themselves are there and theirs must be a life of power unknown and yet how gentle too theodotus so spoke the old christian and the pair awhile amidst their bower beside these holy graves lingered in peace and silence upward both gazing through depths of glimmering air and now the breath of twilight woke and westward far the fire of hesper trembled into sight end of poem this recording is in the public domain.